Hey everybody, Bill here with the next episode. I'm excited to share this different style episode with you today. So today we're gonna to take some time, look behind the curtain at a past project. Uh, I'm gonna be speaking with Kent Siri. He's the VP of Marketing at Reify Health. We had the absolute pleasure of working with them 12 months ago. And in this interview, I'm going to talk to Kent about how they knew it was time to rebrand, what were they looking for in the agency that they were going to decide to work with. That was us, thanks Kent. Um, what were the challenges of the project? What were the rewarding aspects of the project? And ultimately, what did this project allow them to go forth and do post-project? So I hope you enjoy. Super excited to chat with you. It's been about 12 months now, I think just about that, since we finished yeah. the Reify project. I want to catch up on all the things. I want to hear how it's been going. The goal here is to chat about the project, chat about the nuances of the project that people don't get to see. But before we get there, I wanted to start with one question, which I have over here. How did you know that it was time to rebrand? From your yeah. perspective, talk to us about that, you know, that decision-making. For us, it was pretty easy. So, you know, when I joined the company about a year and a half ago, we were very early stage. So we were kind of ramping up into a Series B announcement. But from a go-to-market perspective, we'd basically been in stealth mode, you know, up until that point. So I was the first dedicated marketing hire that the team brought on. And my arrival sort of coincided with the decision to say, hey, we are kind of graduating into our next stage of company growth and company evolution. It's time to start thinking about formalizing marketing. And with, form with that comes the opportunity to take a look at the brand and figure out, you know, is it serving our needs today? And is it going to serve our needs for the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years, right? And I think while the, you know, the brand that we had up until that point, there was some loyalty in it. So with that came the realization that you know, the brand that we had built, particularly for the corporate brand for Reify Health and the product brands for study team would have served us okay for maybe the next six to 12 months. We knew that where we were headed as an organization and what we wanted to do in terms of expanding the breadth of, of the audience, creating some room for us to kind of you know, have product flexibility if we wanted to add more products under the brand, more services and solutions under the brand, that we needed to build something that one was just a, a, an evolution from where we were you know, uh, at that time. and two was, you know, more enterprise class and, and gave us more of an actual architecture and a flexibility to, to accommodate, you know, the growth of the company. So it was a pretty natural fit of, of my joining formalizing marketing as a priority uh, and a commercial priority within the organization and the opportunity to, to revisit the brand. Right. Was the team nervous when that was presented? It's always you. Well, I was nervous <laughs> personally, <laughs> right? You know, you, you come in and you say to people who founded a company and who obviously have a lot of sentiment attached to the existing brand. And for, for good reason, it, you know, it wasn't a bad brand. It was, there, there are really strong elements um, in that existing brand. And you come in as a new addition to the, to the team and within the first couple of months, you say, I want to shake things up, or, or I think this is broken, or you don't want to come into an organization and say, your baby's ugly, right? And that wasn't the intention at all, but it was just, you know, thinking about, again, where we, where we wanted to head. And I think with the proper context, and especially making sure, you know, you pull those stakeholders, especially the executive stakeholders and the founders into the process early so that you don't blindside them and say, hey, we're 
signing, you know, however many thousand dollar proposal with a branding company, we're going to reach, you know, reinvent the entire brand, bringing them in through the process, bringing the, them in, you know, in that kind of initial sort of, you know, sorry, RFI, RFP stage to walk them through the rationale for why you think this is the best move for the organization and get their buy-in early on. I think that that really, really helps. And so, you know, I think at first there were some questions as to why we're doing this. Why is it broken? Do we really need to do this now? But I think once we walked through that long-term vision, you know, by the time we started working with the folks side, there was pretty much universal buy-in and, and I think a, a lot of excitement to see, you know, some of the ideas that you guys were going to bring to the table. Yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me that you were able to navigate that well, having worked with you through the entire project. I think you're a fantastic communicator in that way, right? You serve as a really good bridge um, between an agency and then your team on explaining all those nuances, even during project. Hey, this is why we don't want to do this. Hey, this is why we should avoid that. You know, as we're looking through all the iterations of design and, and language and all that. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me that you were able to get them on board. I can appreciate how that must be really challenging for probably a lot of our clients in, in your seat. New team member, you can see the future and the future that a brand would help bring to life but you don't just want to go in there and shake everything up because they're like, Oh God, here we go. That's right. Yeah. yeah and, and you know, the, you know, you work at different companies and, and founders have varying levels of experience and exposure and interest in, in marketing. And so depending on where you are, you can, a lot of that process is education as to, you know, what Correct. is a brand, what does a brand project entail? Is this just a logo or is this something bigger than that? And I, I think, you know, walking them through and understanding sort of where folks are with their understanding of what a what a brand encompasses beyond logo and logo type, you know, I think is a, is a really important thing for for anybody who's looking to kind of push this rock up to, to understand and, and map to those needs of their internal customers. Yeah, well said. All right, great. Next question, rapid fire. I should have mentioned at the beginning of the call, I see you wearing the Reify hat. We love that hat. I think, was that hat one of the mock-ups? I can't recall. Was that an actual mock-up that then came to life? I don't remember if this was one of the mock-ups that came to life, but there was there were some inspiration certainly in some of the mock-ups that you did with some off-center applications of, oh, of the logo right. and, and stuff like yeah. that. So, you know, this is something that we created that has gotten a ton of, of excitement and buy-in from, from the team. Like if you go into our, our Instagram page, it's just peppered with people rocking their, their reify hats all over the place. So Love it. Love it. Love it. So this is a little bit of a self-serving question, and then we'll get maybe back into the, the, the meat here. What were you looking for in a partner? You do not have to just say all the things that Focus Lab is, but it, it would be helpful for other people to know when you're looking for a brand agency, what did you find helpful and what were you looking for? Yeah, we, we wanted to cast the net pretty wide, right? And you know, between myself and, and some of the agencies that I had had experience with, some that I worked directly with, some that had pitched to me in the past and for you know various reasons didn't work out. And you know, also pulling some of the, the contacts and the, the resources of other folks on the team. At that point, I was the only marketing resource. You know, Michael Parento over on the, the design team who had a lot of experience working with different agencies, including yourselves. And you know, we, we wanted to, again, build a list of potential agencies that were of varying sizes that were probably going to land in a variety of different places in terms of what scope they felt was appropriate based on uh, the RFI that, that we put out. We knew that they were going to land across sort of a spectrum of price ranges. 
we knew that they were going to land across the spectrum of healthcare experience, tech experience, specifically B2B, B2C, et cetera. And I think what was really important was that we didn't hone in on any one type of agency when we cast that bet, right? That, you know, you can certainly over-rotate and say, hey, we want to really focus on agencies who have a ton of, you know, have a really robust portfolio in technology or health tech, but then you really limit yourself in terms of some of that creative flexibility. And what we knew that we wanted in terms of the rebrand was, and, you know, this is, I think probably every head of marketing, CMO, VP of marketing says this, but it's like, we really wanted to create a brand that felt different, that was going to break through the noise, right? Health tech can kind of veer towards a certain palette, a certain tone, a certain kind of, you know, you see a lot of motifs in, in tech and in health tech specifically that over the last five, 10 years have gotten a little bit stale. And we wanted to make sure that we're doing something that, you know, would feel fresh and new and stand out while also not alienating those people who do gravitate towards, you know, some of those more established uh, brands. So, you know, knowing that we wanted people, yes, who were aware of what were the, the trends in health tech but also could maybe bring a fresh perspective with some, you know, outside of the industry experience, maybe even some B2C experience was really, uh, really important to us. Beyond that, I would say that like, you know, once we got those responses back from the, the agencies that, that we, were, we were targeting and started to line up those calls, one, it was just like, what was the quality of the presentation? Who did they bring to that presentation? How well prepared mm. were they for there? And most importantly, you know, for us, it was a vibe. It was just like, who, we are going to be working really, really closely with the team over the course of, I think we had scoped, you know, eight to 12 weeks for the project. I think like most projects, just given sort of feedback, going back and forth, we ended up going a little long, but saying, hey, this team is going to be basically working as an extension of, of our organization for, you know, uh, a third of a year we want to make sure that we're comfortable with them as team members and that we can communicate clearly with them, that they're establishing a really strong process, that they understand our unique, you know, whatever unique aspects we're bringing to the table and that we're comfortable working within that dynamic. That was incredibly important to us. And, and again, you know, it's a self-serving question. That was very much something that we felt when we, when we met the, the focus team. To be completely honest with you, Bill, like I was rooting for, you know, another group to work on the project because it was a, a group that I worked mm -hmm. with in the past, was really familiar with their with their work. But by the time, you know, the kind of the pitch presentation with the focus team was over, I think it was sort of undeniable, both in terms of the team that you guys were committing to the project, as well as the the really well thought out process that you guys had mm -hmm. uh, built where it's not just, hey, we're going to go into a hole for a couple of weeks, come out with some options, you have to pick one, uh, and then we go from there. But a, a really sort of thoughtful, strategic, multi-step project that gave us the latitude and the flexibility to provide a lot of feedback, collect feedback from every round going to the next. We knew that that feedback was going to be internalized and then sort of iterated upon in the next, next round. So. Great. Good to hear. The vibe part <laughs> of the answer sticks out to me. It is how we operate as well in a lot of ways, right? Like we, in an engagement, we want to be working with people we want to be working with for the next three, four, six months, right? And that goes beyond experience, budgets, timelines. You do start to get into that people factor a lot. So I'm glad we put off that, that vibe. We love our process. We stick by our process and we think it is appropriate for a lot of people as well. That iteration, that yep. constant iteration feedback cycle. It's just, there are other agencies that do the, let us go dark for a while. We're the experts. We'll come back with really good work and that's what you should pick. And that's great if that works for them. It's just not really in our DNA. It almost goes against like who we are as people. We love the, the collaboration factor. So I'm glad that stood out.
So in project now, in project questions, what was the most surprising aspect of the project to you? I would say, <laughs> uh, you know, this uh, to anybody who's in design and anybody who's in marketing, I don't think subjectivity should ever be surprising to anybody, but there were directions that, you know, as, as you guys presented really strong concepts to us. And I would, I was, you know, really lucky to be kind of on the front line and the first recipient of, of, you know, some of those deliverables. And you know, I was always excited to kind of open up the next, you know, next PDF document to see what the focus team had cooked up. And I would look at them and say, oh, these are really strong. But I would say, boy, this one is absolutely sort of objectively the best direction. And like, we should just focus on that and hone that direction. And then by the time you sort of bring it to the team, it's like, oh, they hate that direction. Or like there were, there were things and other things that, that, that really did not resonate with me at all that really resonated with other folks in the team. So I think like, you know, it's just like this constant, Hey, you're not the, 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 you know, always the protagonist of, uh, of your own life story. Like, you know, really allowing for yourself and your tastes to be part of myriad different opinions and, and subjective tastes. I think I was just surprised at being like, oh, that is clearly the direction that we should be going. Let's march down that line and to have, you know, the rest of the team come and provide feedback and either have them kind of throw up on those directions or, or like something that, that I didn't like. I guess what's surprising is that like, my opinion is not always the right or best opinion in the room. Yeah, it's it's kind of like, it's surprising and not surprising. You're right. Like going into this, you know, it's not going to be so easily just objective. Like design is so subjective and you know it to be true. But every time you go through that process, every time we go through that process, you realize it over and over again. It is a yeah. really, it's a really tricky dynamic to navigate. You've got personal yep. taste at play. You try to say, remove personal taste, but then you say, but how do I remove personal taste? They are at play. You can try to shield them as much as you can. You got to think about the customer you're trying to reach, but it's, it's not that easy. And that's where that iteration comes into play, right? right? That's where that collaboration, that touch point, the insight, funny enough, you know, cause then we have that perspective too. We say, this is the best decision. This is where we should go doesn't always land that way. You go through all these other iterations. Somehow through the magic of the universe, you land on a concept in the end that everybody resonates with. And you look back on now and you go, that's the one. It, yeah. Almost like it was meant to be that, even though we were all maybe sticking to some other ones along the way. Um, Absolutely. Not, not an easy journey. So that's a great lead into my next question. What was the most challenging part of the project? Yeah, so that, that was an easier question. The, the, the most challenging, but maybe the most important part of the project was making sure that we, we had those stakeholders pulled in every step of the way, right? And that with every round, I begged Brian Stoll until I could get our founders feedback, the other folks that we had brought into the project team and, and make sure that I was thorough with collecting their feedback, that I understood uh, their feedback. And because I was, you know, kind of the, the, the point person in the go between, you know, between the stakeholders, our founders uh, and the focus team, making sure that like I understood and I was processing and communicating that feedback, internalizing it and processing it and communicating it back to you guys in a way that was not colored by my own biases, that was not sort of inflected by my own taste, but trying to really collect that feedback in a very objective way and spit it back out to you guys in a way that felt fair and representative of those stakeholders' opinions. And so you know, one of the best pieces of advice I've, I've gotten in my career is just you know, 
know, stakeholder feedback early and often and, and making sure that you're engaging the people who matter, the customers of this project as often and as early as possible and as frequently, you know, throughout the process as possible so that there are no surprises from one, you know, from run, one round to the next. And, and you know, to, to your original question, it's really hard, right? When you're working at, a, at an early stage company and your founders are part of that project team, they're busy as hell, right? They're out there mm -hmm. trying to you know, raise capital, they're out there, they're selling deals, they're out there running the company. And sometimes as important as you or I or other people sort of in this, this universe feel that brand is, sometimes it's not the top thing on their radar. It's not the second or third thing, you know, on their list of priorities. And so you really got to kind of, you know, nudge in where you can and make sure you're, you're getting those, those concepts in front of them and, 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 you know, forcing feedback and making sure that they're comfortable with sort of the, the direction that we're taking uh, the project. That role that you played, it doesn't surprise me, that would be probably the, the most challenging role of, of any company during a project like this. That role is so pivotal. That middle person, and you did it, and, and I'm, I mean this genuinely, it's not because we're now here recording, talking to each other. You were so good at that job because seemingly you were, you were really able to remove that bias. It felt like you could, you could bolt into Focus Lab you could consume what we were saying. You could consume our position. You could buy buy into as much as you could the direction that we were saying, this is the one. You could take that knowledge and go and present that, not in a pushy way, to your team. You could get their feedback. You could bolt that in. And then you, and you, like, you really brought us together really well. There was no tension, right? So that role is not to remove tension, but it's to like, it's like educate in both directions and bring the people together that are still well, we have this perspective. You have this perspective. Well, have you thought about this? Oh, don't worry about that. It doesn't look like this. Well, it kind of does look like this to us. That's hard to navigate all that. And although we, we do our best to do that at the agency layer, and I think that we do that well, to have that additional layer, that line through into the company that you served as is so instrumental in a project. We already know to be true when that exists in a project, there is almost like no way that project can fail. When there's somebody like yourself, when there is a big gap there and no one's in the middle filling the gap, that's where it starts to get rocky. That's where you start to go, we don't have that through line. We're doing the best we can to educate. We don't know that we're hearing them correctly. Who, who's the bridge? Right. You are a fantastic bridge. So thank you for that. So then the final question of in project here is what was the most rewarding part of the project? Obvious or not obvious, I suppose. Well, I mean, rollout, you know, and I'm, I'm assuming most of your, your interview subjects are going to say the same thing, but actually, you know, putting this thing out into the world and announcing it, we, I remember it was about a year ago. It was, I think, mid, maybe mid-August when we were announcing our Series B and that coincided with the rollout of the brand. And I was in Cape Cod, actually technically on vacation, but had sort of an hour and a half call lined up with, with the company to roll out the, the brand. And you're always nervous, right? Mm -hmm. And you know what I tried to do in that brand rollout presentation was bring people through the process, right? I didn't open that call saying, here's the new logo, here's the new logo type, here's the tagline, here's the new colors. But it was actually like a kind of a, a buildup over the course of you know an hour, walking through like one, why are we doing this? Right. Why does it matter? And, and why was this project important, not just to me as the head of marketing, but also to the founders and other people within the organization? Who did we bring in? 
what was the process and you know what what was all the thought that went into it you know we went into i showed screenshots of the 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 three word exercise that you guys had i put in screenshots of the you know the strategic brief you know did screenshots of the audience the audience breakdown just to like to show people you know how much thought and strategy goes into a project like this so that you can set the table for you know, the ultimate reveal and saying, okay, we were trying to solve for these challenges. And then, oh, here's the thing that solved those challenges. And then to really see, and, you know, it was obviously a virtual rollout. So it was hard to sort of gauge, but seeing these reactions, once we unveiled the brand and the logo and, and to see how excited people were, um, you know, to represent that brand for them to understand like, wow, I didn't even know that we were having that challenge, but it makes so much sense that we're going with this way. And this is going to unlock all these things from a sales perspective or a CS perspective or a communications perspective. That was incredibly gratifying to see that. And, and again, the continued rollout and seeing how widely and positively the brand has been adopted uh, and repped by all the new employees. I mean, this past year, Bill, has, has been, you know, has coincided with us going from about a 45 person company to over 200 employees now. I think we've got wow. 220 employees, right? So we've, we've five X uh, the size of our, of our company. And just to see, you know, we have a, a once a week, you know, sort of all hands call and just to sort of go into the zoom and like go into gallery view and see like 60, 70% of people are repping their shirt or repping their hat using the templates. Like I've done rebrands at other companies before. And you always notice there's always these stragglers who are like, I like that old brand. I'm going to keep using that template or I'm, I'm going to keep using, like building my PowerPoint decks on that old template or using the old logo, even like a year later, right? But really within the first month of rolling out the new brand, we had no assets on the old branding anymore. There, there, there were barely any instances where we saw some outliers. Of, oh, we got to go patch that up, that up. And that's just a testament to, you know, not just, you know, self-call, right? Our, our ability to, you know, to roll out the brand effectively, but just the, the overall reception of the company to say, I want that on my letterhead. I want that on, on my PowerPoint presentation. I want that on my sell sheet. I don't want the old brand on my sell sheet. It has been really, really gratifying. Love it. Wow. I want to go back really quick just to the, the rollout bit. It is so important when you can frame the work in a way that removes the subjectivity and makes it objective. You show the problems, you show the thinking, you show all of the, generally, some of the process or all of the process, and then you bring people to the solution. You no longer have to worry about people saying, I don't get it. I think it's dumb. It looks like exactly. a fill in the blank. Like, no, 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 no. We're not, we're not going to play that game. And the way we don't play that game is you start at the beginning and you walk them through it. There's a story, right? The brand is not the logo. The brand is the whole overarching story, how we're going to communicate our refined purpose and our vision. And now this is what it looks like as a, as a result of that work too. So props on that rollout. I'm pretty sure I saw all those slides. Oh, yeah, 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 you sent those over and we were like, wow, that was really well done. It's, it's easy, right? So this isn't like, you know, you'd hate to knock the people that don't do this because we have to empathize on maybe why they did it. Maybe they didn't know that it would be as useful, maybe to spend the time to roll out in that way. Maybe they don't have the time and they're just like, we just got to push this thing out. And we got to move on to the next initiative, but it is really worth considering that rollout as being a really instrumental part of the success. You don't just get to the end of the line, you get your style guide and you're like, cool, we're done. You want to embrace that moment too. You want it to be really enjoyable. You want to like thrive in that victory. You, there's no For reason sure. to rush through it. So yeah, good job. 
So post project, a couple questions here and we'll close out. We want to keep these things manageable for the, the listeners and the viewers. How have things been going since the rollout? So I've been seeing a ton of news. We obviously follow you and any channel that we can. I see AstraZeneca partnerships. I see a new series round raise. Seems like you've all been busy. You just talked about 200 team members. Wow. Yeah. Things have been going great. I mean, uh, in terms of, you know, obviously the company is doing incredibly well, right? We're, we're on, I've been doing kind of the health tech startup thing for, you know, for a decade plus now and, you know, over uh, a handful of companies. And, and really what Reify is doing is, is really what you look for in a company. You, know, you see a lot of companies get stuck in that inflection point in, the, in the, the, the hockey stick, right? But we are working through that inflection point. And in fact, like we've seen growth above and beyond, like certainly what I, what I had wished for. So it's been really exciting from an overall kind of a macro company perspective and from a branding and marketing perspective, again, it's been incredibly, incredibly positive, right? We've grown the team. So I, you know, I'm no longer a team of one, right? We've got a team of, uh, uh, of eight folks on the marketing team now. So like, you know, my ability to kind of, you know, step back and think more strategically while having really awesome, capable team members, you know, out there focused on growth and demand gen, on content creation, on talent brand, on, on product marketing and all those functions has been great. They've all been really excited to come into an organization that has a really strong brand foundation and mm -hmm. to work on ways that they can extend that brand, work that brand into their own work streams, et cetera. So the, the rebranding I think has, has been incredibly uh, successful. And as I mentioned earlier on, you know, there are things that we are doing with regards to sort of expansion of the product line with the, the funding announcement and, and starting to do more co-marketing with our sister company, Care Access. I think being thoughtful about how we built that brand and again, building a future-proof brand and a future-proof brand architecture that was going to create allowances and flexibility for growth, both on the team side, the brand extension side, but also on the product branding side, right? We're starting to see the fruits of that come to fruition and going forward at the latter half of this year, going into next year, you're going to see more and more of that brand foundation come to life in more extensions and, and more expression. So really, really excited about where things are headed. Great. Love that. I look forward to seeing that. It's always, it's rewarding for us in, in two ways to see the brand launch to great fanfare and then to see it continue to evolve and grow even beyond, you know, getting beyond fundraising and hundreds of millions of dollars and those things in decks, seeing, I mean, I see the cultural effects. I see the LinkedIn posts with the hiring posts and, and, the, and the photographs and the way that they're styled and, and the new visual language kind of wrapped on top of those. And you just kind of see it growing to those weren't things that were in the deliverables, right? Like those representations were never even um, delivered. So then you can see the tree go from like a seed to the small plant, to the larger tree, and then just become a bigger tree. That's really rewarding for us. Yeah, and, and the other thing that I'll say is that like, you know, especially hiring for marketing and we're gonna, you know, we, we actually recently opened up a role for, you know, a, a dedicated graphic designer on the team. And we're starting to have some of those early conversations, you know, a prospective candidate for design, you can sense the excitement that they have, right? Looking at the brand foundation that they have, it's like, oh, this is the palette that I get to work with. And, oh, you're giving me sort of carte blanche or free license to extend that palette. You can mm. really sense how excited these people are to be like, oh, we're working with like a really fresh, great looking, great feeling, a well-structured brand. I can't wait to get my hands into this thing and help to kind of ex extend it uh, and expand it, you know, versus saying, well, maybe working with blue and white, 
again and a bunch of you know, sans serif fonts again. And, and I only have you know, this much room for creativity. What we're saying is like, hey, Focus built this amazing foundation for us and you know, probably will continue. I mean, Bill, you can probably expect to hear from me in the coming you know, months you know, for additional brand extension projects. But you know, to, to be kind of a, a graphic design professional, knowing that you've got this really robust palette to work with and that you've got some freedom to, to express it differently has been, I think it's been really palpable in, in some of the early uh, conversations that we've had with folks. So anybody out there watching, if you're uh, interested in, in you know, marketing or design for, for Reify, check out our job openings. We will absolutely share those openings as well. Would it be hard to imagine that most of our following is design yeah. or, or uh, brand craft based strategy, writing, design, et cetera. So we'll help spread the love. It, it absolutely makes sense to me that that's also going to get you a higher quality candidate, quite honestly, absolutely. right? Yep. That's going to have somebody that's like, Ooh, I really want in there as opposed to trying to pick from the people that are like, yeah, I, guess, I mean, I guess I could do it. Doesn't really get me pumped. That will that potentially limit the field. So so great. You basically answered my next question, which was ultimately the big softball. What has this new brand allowed you to do? It sounds like the new brand has set you up for success. That's ultimately what we want to hear as a brand agency, helping the other companies we work with. You know, brand is this mysterious, well, what is it? Is it a logo? Is it a color palette? Is it, is it our website? Is it, is it the coffee we serve as Starbucks? Is that the brand? Is it coffee or is it actually the mermaid? Or is it the experience you get from the barista that writes your name on the cup? It's like, well, it's, it's actually all of those things. So hopefully these videos, as we continue to do them, will will draw out both the experience of going through the damn process, exciting and challenging, and the rewards of doing that. So that's it. That's all I got. Awesome. That was a lot of fun.